Hi, welcome to the Mission Control Podcast with Liana Downey. And today we're talking about structure, your organizational structure. And I want to ask you the question, is your structure holding you back as an organization? Does the current structure that you have enable collaboration? Is it allowing you to evolve? Would you say that your employees are truly thriving? So a thoughtful organizational design makes everything easier. But how do you know if you have what you need in place? It's worth starting first with your structure today. And asking yourself the question, do you have a structure that really lines up with your current priorities? Or is it a leftover, a legacy of the past? Lots of organisations that we work with have evolved dramatically over time. Yet their program divisions often reflect where they started, but not where they are today. And this mismatch in structure, the difference between these two kinds of structures, can impact culture in really kind of subtle but also critical ways. We worked with one organisation that had two big program divisions. These divisions had their origins in different funding streams, so historically they'd been a relatively small organisation and then a grant came up for them to do work that was a little bit different to the work that they were doing but they felt was worthwhile. And so a new program was born and with it a whole new structure but the lineup of funding and program work no longer applied. It was no longer true that all the sources of program work were in one area and, you know, in another. And our client was finding that they really wanted to serve their client as the whole person with a series of programs and support them. They wanted to have coordinated service delivery across the whole organisation So it wasn't up to a client who was already in a bad state to try and navigate the services that they had on offer and try and make sense of them. But of course, like many organisations, that's exactly what was happening. The program was dealing with each of these clients in isolation and there were really big divisions in the organisation. The word silo came up over and over and over again in our initial interviews. And as we talked to people, the depth of these silos became really apparent. This was an organisation doing really important, life-changing work. But it was one of the least happy organisations I've ever worked with. People were not just angry about the situation they found themselves in, but they were really angry about people that they perceived to be in the other silo. I heard a lot of blame So somebody in one program would say, oh, you know, you just can't trust someone who works in that other program area. Or, you know, those people in that program, they just don't care about clients the way we do. And, of course, like any of these kinds of stereotypes, I heard them in both directions. So, you know, you'd hear people in program A saying all these horrible things about the people in program B, and then you would hear exactly the same And the board and the executive director blamed the people in their teams for not being adequately collaborative. Uh, You know, we hear this a lot, leaders blaming the way that people are behaving on the people, which I suppose in some senses is fair enough. You know, so they might say things like, oh, they're they're not mature or they're not collaborative, they're not team players and 
so on. But what I've learned over the years is that structure has a lot to do with this. Anytime I see consistent bad behaviour in an organisation that goes beyond one person, I'm always very interested to understand what's the structure? Is it set up to enable the kind of behaviour that we want? More often than not, structure has a lot to answer for. People behave in pretty predictable ways and often structures that were set up to drive a particular kind of behaviour 15 or 20 years ago, that structure is no longer relevant and we get left over the, the kind of the bad behaviour that, that results. In fact, it's gotten to the point now I can often look at an organisational chart and I can predict where the divisions are going to be and how people are probably going to describe one another in that organisation because structure is so important in how people behave. So why is that? Well, part of it is that people, all of us, are inherently tribal in nature. I'm sure you can remember a time when you, you, know, you bonded with a group of people in a team activity, like a work-based team building exercise, or during colour wars at a summer camp as a kid, or simply being part of or barracking for a sports team. And it feels good when you do that. It feels really, really wonderful to belong. Do you remember how great it felt to build up those strong feelings of comradeship, you know, belonging to a team? It feels fantastic. And an important part of that as humans is not just about what's happening within the group, but it's about how we think about and how we describe people who are outside of that group. So think for a second about how you felt towards any competitors. If you were on the blue team, how did you feel about the people on the white team? What sort of things did you start to say, even if only in jest initially, about the way that team worked or didn't work compared to how you guys were working and coming together? That feeling of antagonism or competition towards others goes hand in hand with feeling like we belong to a team, a program or a division. So you see this behaviour in countless organisations that structure and titles alone can drive competitive behaviour, regardless of how mature or kind or generous or the extent to which people are team players. So if you are trying to build a collaborative culture, and let's face it, most people are these days, we need people to pull together. You know, we're tackling really, really difficult issues in the social sector. You need everybody working together and pulling in the same direction. So if you're finding in your organisation that that's not what you've got, it's time for you to look and see whether your current structure is making it easy or difficult. Sometimes the fixes are fairly simple. So in the case of our client, we took the silos out. We restructured the organisation around the clients. So there wasn't Program A and Program B. There were groups that served clients. You can still have some structure, but in this case, it wasn't about who was delivering what service, but rather which client groups were they serving, because that was a much more important element of collaboration. That's where you really needed people to be talking to each other. Um, but you don't necessarily, they, didn't, they found that they didn't necessarily need people serving very different client groups to be coordinating in the same way. And collaboration went up. So even without doing much more than shifting formal titles and divisions, it didn't require 
you know, hiring new people that didn't require extra behavioural training. So a few changes to the way that people reported to each other dramatically improved collaboration and morale. People felt much happier to work in that environment. Of course, collaboration can and should be supported in other ways, but getting the right structure in place is often the quickest and easiest way to get things started. Obviously, there's more to think about than just silos in an organisation. The ideal structure has clear roles and reporting lines, so that means people know what they're expected to do and who gets to make what decisions. Good structure also lines cleanly behind strategy, so your strategy should really come before your structure and really decide how you should organise yourselves. The right structure also ensures that you have the right balance of skills and functions to support you well into the future. It's not easy, but it makes a really big difference. So take a moment and think about your structure. Have you got the right structure to support you in delivering really major impact to your clients? It's worth investing some time and energy into thinking about it because the right structure feels like a breath of fresh air. It sets you free. You've been listening to the Mission Control Podcast with Liana Downey. We've been talking about structure, how the right organisation can make all the difference. If you're a leader looking for help in changing the world, you can join the Mission Control community at www.missioncontrolbook.com where you'll find blog posts, podcasts and a heap of other tools. Keep changing the world and I'll speak with you soon.